This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The TCP IP protocol turns 40 this month, September 2021. It was released on September 1981 almost my age i'm i'm 38 but man i just want to make uh this video to kind of pay tribute you know you do tributes for people who die right no uh show my respect that's for people who's dead too no uh to show my appreciation for this uh, pretty and beautiful and sexy protocol and show a little bit how it works you know when you read about this protocol you read this junk junk you know everybody's talking about junk you know it's like about theory like oh ip is routing and addressing and tcp is for retransmission Ugh, no one cares talk about actual what is happening on the internet Let's jump about it and talk about this stuff. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on on the show. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser, and TCP IP is the protocol that has been built to standardize communication between two computers it was first built by uh, for the department of defense in america uh, by things called arpa i don't know the history and frankly i don't really care you know some okay we needed networking we built it right i just interested in how it was built okay it was built the history of it fine we appreciate it okay but I find myself falling asleep every time when someone talks about ARPA. I don't know if it was just me, right? I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, we get it. It's old, right? But but now I want to talk about the, the layers, right? Just just the IP and then TCP, just, just these two, right? Maybe we'll mention T- UDP. But before we talk about the IP protocols, We have two computers, and each of them have a network card. And the network card have an identifier that is uniquely global, called the MAC address, right? Why don't we use this for the global communication? It it will be unique, right? Let's just use that. 
right? Because that, that's the, my, that's what everybody thinks about. It's like, okay, since I have a unique address and we have this idea of frames at layer two, the data of layer as the OSI model calls it, why don't we just communicate with MAC addresses? I'm willing to type in my MAC address on the browser. That's <laughs> probably a bad idea because you can't remember that. But yeah, let have DNS point to the MAC address and then it's the same thing. Why do we need this IP thing, right? Let's think about it, right? The MAC address are truly random. They are just random. They don't, they don't have any knowledge about a network or anything like that. So imagine a, a group of networks or computers connected to each other. And they, they have all these wires crossed to the switch or whatever, right? And they're connected. Let's say you want to send a message from MAC address A to MAC address B. <laughs> what do you do? Okay. You have to send it to everybody. There is no way. There is no way that tells you that this MAC address that, oh, let's take a shortcut. I know that this, these MAC addresses are only in this area. Let's just take this shortcut, right? Uh, but but this MAC address is actually not in this group. Like, so they only send it, only broadcast it here. It's impossible to scale in, in, in billions and billions of devices. You're going to scan the whole internet? That's dead on arrival, right? So that's the problem with MAC addresses. They are not routable, right? You have to send it to everybody and whoever gets it and they check that it's actually theirs, then they accept the packet, right? I know bridges and switches kind of have smart capability where they say, okay, if a MAC address, if I send, if, if a MAC address is, uh, if a source MAC address send me something from this particular port, then it must exist, right? Then I keep track in, a, in my table that says, okay, MAC address a is actually on this port so it does exist so if you do send mac addresses to the switch right then it knows oh actually a is on on this side of the bridge or the switch right so you don't really need to spam every port that you have with all that stuff but how would that scale on the internet it's, it's impossible you plug in devices all the all yeah this might work on an enterprise network you know where you have a few thousands computer maybe but in the internet it will not work so people needed a way to differentiate a sub network from the hosts right so the idea of having the whole network and then create sub networks and then find a way that if i send you the address what we're gonna call it some name now find a way to cut the eliminate where we gonna send it next find a way to shortcut this instead of scanning the 100 networks only send it to two or one that is the trick here just like a database right when you have a database and you have large table right with 100 million rows the shortest path to scan and find what you're looking for is to not scan 100 million rows. You do anything that you can to avoid scanning 100 million rows. That includes partitioning the table, that includes indexing the table, and, and only 
going to the things that you absolutely sure that this is the page that contains the row I'm looking for. Very similar with the concept of routing here. That's why the IP protocol, the internet protocol was invented. And as a result, you now have IP addresses with four, four octets. Is that four bytes? Right, four bytes. So you have around four billion uh, addresses that you can address and they thought back in 1981 that was enough and uh, to be honest with that i still think it's okay right but uh, i know ipv6 i don't know much about networking to be honest i know i know this basic things that i can uh, comfort comfortably talk about but ipv6 i don't see it as popular as as it claims to be might be wrong though let me know in the comment section uh, if you think otherwise but yeah i don't think i see it picking up i most of 90 percent of the time i work with ibv4 right despite us being in 2021 so now the ip address contains two portions whether you like it or not the network side what network do you belong in this is also determined by something called a subnet mask, right? That's why the subnet mask is very critical to be shipped with the IP address. You can't really determine the the network without the mask. You need you need to know the mask with it, right? So now when you do, you apply your mask, you know that, oh, this is the network. And the network, I can go into details with that, but in, in general, you can find out that this is the network right and the network can have a lot of machines and host but it gives you a general idea oh it's oh this network is actually on this side oh this network is actually on this side right so just like that instead of scanning individual hosts like the mac address now you're scanning networks and and you can Sh uh, the, the network can go grow big and large and you can have multiple sub networks until you find it eventually the destination that's the shortcut that's the routing idea right so now the ip protocol which is this layer three thing always have two pieces that are critical to us at least engineers right uh, network engineers might look at the ip head and have more information that they are interested in i'm interested in too where is this packet coming from and where is this packet going to and this is just the information it has source ip destination ip where are you coming from source ip this 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 right where are you going to this ip address and then based on that knowledge each router will receive this ip packet and will look at the destination addresses is oh you're going to this particular ip address which which subnetwork it is let me apply the subnet mask uh, so instead of having x amount of options and ports to send it to oh this network is actually just in this port <laughs> send it there right not just send it there the router makes a lot of decisions here it makes says okay yeah i can get to this host through this particular network and also from my history i also got it got to it from this particular network so there are multiple networks and there is cost associated with it so it cost me x amount of this cost right to go through this versus uh, i don't know x 
over 2, right? So one, uh, cost like, for example, 5 versus 2. Of course, you're going to pick the shortest. Not all the time, but you can pick the shortest path. You send it this way. Just like that, by saying that the router makes this decision and there's multiple paths to the same destination, all routes lead to ROM eventually, the IP packets will be delivered into different routes, even if they are going to the same destination. Right? Because you're going to the same destination at this moment of time, port A is available, but after a few milliseconds, port B is actually faster because port A goes through a port, a path that is actually congested and uh, we're losing packets. So let's go here. And we're going to go here and all of a sudden, now you can deliver the packets and they were going to arrive out of order. They're going to arrive mumbled they might be lost the ip packets don't care the ip packets don't care the ip protocol don't care about actually delivering and making sure it reaches. it's gonna tell you if it reached that it's it's actually bad i think it has a checksum i might be wrong maybe that is udb but yeah when you actually arrive there you just arrive at the address you arrive at the machine that has this IP address. That's pretty much it. Not much information, is it? This IP address might not be even the actual final machine. Why? It could be the router. It could be your NATed router. And 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 just that, like okay, as a router, as a public router, you represent maybe five or six or seven private LAN machine. Which one is the one actually sent me this? I have no idea, right? That's what goes into the discussion of NAT and stuff like that. But, but yeah, regardless, the IP protocol just delivers it to the machine. You have no idea which application even requested that. Is it is it this process over there, or is it uh, this browser? instance or this is or this brave tab who sent this packet who knows you have no clue right that is why another protocol was invented on top of that to solve quote-unquote solve these problems give you finer controls right it's like i want to identify not just my machine is not running one application like in the 1980s yeah if you're in the 1980s you have one application in this machine then the ip packet that arrives to this machine must belong to this application no we're running many applications my friend we're running many applications and we want to uniquely identify these applications meet ports that's why the TCP, Transmission Control Protocol, introduces ports, right? UDP2. But now, you have the idea of ports. Now, yeah, I have two unique identifiers. I have the host, which is the IP address. Once the IP packet reaches, nope, not enough. You got to tell me where are you going. The operating system needs to know which port you're addressing. If you're on a web app, you're usually going to port 80. If it's unencrypted, nobody visits port 80 anymore. Everything is encrypted because uh, that, that because that's how, how how's uh, because that's the way it is. 
my god and uh, you go to port 443 right and then you deliver the ip packet into segment right the content and then it delivers to the application eventually you know? so now let's step back and and establish a tcp connection right the idea of a connection in 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 tcp is is designed so that we can guarantee the order of the packets arrive in order right because we talked about how ip have a mind of their own and the routers will just randomly randomly uh, pick with the shortest path right and, and as a result the ip packets might arrive out of order even if they are sent from different machines right if you're sending a get request from your fetch app fetch uh, api that might translate to many many ipa packets right and they will not arrive in order even if you send them in order the internet will take different path and then eventually they're gonna arrive out of order so the tcp connection establishes the stateful thing and and marks uh each packet with a sequence number say so, okay you're okay packet your sequence number one okay you're two you're three you're four you're five you're six right it's not as easy but you get the idea uh, there is the length and stuff like that so the sequences are not in order they are offset with the size of the actual content but you get the idea so okay one two three four and the and the other destination when the tcp connection at the other end receives this content it will start ordering them oh you're one you're two got it three uh seven. Oh, wait a second where is five and six i'm gonna wait i'm gonna block uh let's wait let's wait let's wait uh oh, five and six didn't arrive retransmit ask uh, ask for a retransmission sorry i didn't get this please resend it back it takes care of all that stuff so that is that means tcp guarantees this beautiful reliability and as a result it is slower right it's slower that's why a lot of people don't like tcp because it's slower because of, it does have all that stuff and it has so many other features it says okay i need to kind of take the pulse on the network you know I'm, I'm gonna start slow i'm gonna start sending you just smaller packets right but but uh, and then eventually i'm gonna increase increase this window right so i can feel the content congestion control right this is called congestion control you don't want to send huge amount of data when the network starts because they were gonna get lost right a lot of packets means congestion means slow i mean if it's slow then the other party won't receive it they will ask for retransmission retransmission means slow that that is an indication that packets are being dropped and when packets are being dropped which means usually that you're sending too much data slow down son and that's how the tcp also controls uh, congestion it's like okay slow down oh go ahead open oh, so it will just basically control that stuff there's a lot of stuff but as a result it slows things down right but it has these features so ip it just addresses the uh, the actual host going to this machine right and uh the tcp has also ports sequences and stuff windows length and many many other stuff as well 
what what we engineers interested in especially a back end engineer i interested in port that's pretty much the only thing i care about tcp to be honest well maybe in the sin right request and the axe right the the initiation like oh i'm about to establish a connection that's called by the way synchronization right and uh, the synchronization request to, to synchronize this uh, sequences that we talked about right because you need to agree about these sequences right of the packets that we're going to send so another thing i didn't mention is when you want to go at a higher level you're on the application layer and you want to send a piece of data say i, I want to send a, a, a get request or get slash http one one blah blah headers cookies blah 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 so i'm gonna so i have a bunch of bytes right at the end of the day this will trans be translated to tcp segments right so we're layer four now which is the tcp you start breaking that okay uh i don't know the maximum tcp segment size mss is i don't know 128 bytes so pop 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 you start breaking up i i don't know i have five five tcp segments well each tvc segment will be added pended with the destination port where are you going we're going to port 443 where are you coming from this is the client port which is another kind of randomly generated port so that when the packet comes back the host right when when we send response back from the server we know where to deliver it right so the source port is very critical as well right so the source port the same thing and the destination port that's 443 right so the destination port is 443 the source port is, is just a random number and then you add these headers over and over again and this header cost or the tcp segment is around 40 bytes yes it's big so if you're sending five that's a lot of overhead and get this each tcp segment including the ports and the 40 headers is shoved into an ip packet and now layer 3 which is the ip protocol is just it doesn't even care what's inside it all it, it takes this port destination port source port and the part of the get request shove it into the ip packet go your merry way you are going to this ip address and you're coming from this source ip address routers take care of routing this ip packet what's inside it you don't care you should not look inside it but routers do actually it's another topic so ip you all of what the routers see are just a flood of ip packets just, just, just going to the destination and 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 the source uh, source address that's it it doesn't care what's inside it so they will be essentially shifted left and right, all, all that stuff. Until they reach the destination, they're going to reach out of order. The other destination is going to reorder them, retransmit as needed. Right? Some routers actually, especially my ISP router, right? this router you have at home, actually keeps track of the connections. It's like, oh, wait a second. All right, you want to go, you have an IP address that is private, 192.168.1.3, right? You can't send that off the public internet. You're naked. You can't go out. Wait. I, as a router, I have a public IP address. I'm going to NAT you up. Get it? NAT you up. Network address translation. I like that. So now, I'm going to change 
your source IP address from 192.168.1.3 to 44.1.3. My public IP address. This is now me presenting you. But wait a second. I'm presenting all these private machines as well. 192.168.1.7 and 8 and 9. And so we need some sort of a table to map that, okay, you went to this destination. You came from this port. I'm going to add a record uniquely identify that points back to you. So that when packets come back to that source port that you told me of, I'm going to send it back to you. I know exactly which host machine and I know exactly which source port that you originally used. Right. And the router at this stage actually takes track, keeps track of the connection. So, it's, okay, you sent me a send request to establish a connection. All right. I know you just established a connection. I'm going to keep track. Right. You better send me the next thing you, you need to send me is a send ACK, right? And then ACK. That's just to protect against attacks and spoofing attacks and stuff like that. Plus, uh, the, the routers will, won't, uh, doesn't, doesn't want you just to keep a connection alive for, forever. It will say, okay, you establish a connection with this server and you left it for, I don't know, an hour. <laughs> I'm going to drop any knowledge about this connection. So the next data you sent, the router verifies. Says, wait a second, you're trying to send data to this source IP address? What is this? Let me look. Oh, that's a TCP segment? Oh, sorry, you can't send a TCP segment. You never established a connection with this guy. You better establish a connection with this guy first. But I did! No, you didn't. I have no knowledge. The router dropped the knowledge about the connection. But yeah, all this rambling, guys, just... Just make me appreciate this this protocol, right? The IP protocol and the things on top of it, the TCP and all the features built in the TCP. The problem with these features built in the TCP is it's just there's too many features that not everybody needs because sometimes we want to jump ahead to the IP protocol, and I ju I just want the, I just want ports. Give me that the features of ports, right? Giving the features of delivering packets to an application, not just a host, a host and a particular application. That thing. I don't care about retransmission because you're slow and you don't know the context about my application because you, you just treat packets as packets. No, my packets are not just packets. I have more knowledge, right? And that's how HTTP2 came into the picture, suffered from TCP head blocking, and then uh, Quick came into the picture and pushed that knowledge on top of UDP and introduced the idea of streams, which I talked about in many, many other videos. Right, so that just makes you appreciate. So let's take a moment to appreciate this beautiful protocol, the IP protocol and the TCP protocol that literally everybody's using it's used everywhere and one last thought guys while we do appreciate this protocol right it's always good to challenge it right ask questions it says okay why are things the way they are because most probably not a lot of people know the answer because it's just forgotten people just did right people who built this was where in 1981 probably they were late age and most of them are probably dead right 
and, and this knowledge are just lost with them. Yeah, some knowledge are transferred on books, but you can't translate everything, right? Some of the knowledge will be lost. Some people will just lose the fact, okay, why are we doing this this way? Just, yeah, because we just always done it this way. Okay? You can challenge literally everything, but unfortunately, we are bound at least at least to the ip protocol because if you want to send something across the internet you have to use at least ip you don't have to use udp you don't have to use tcp but at least you have to use ip right i don't know middle routers might actually check your okay you have to use at least udp or tcp but i don't know what if you created your own protocol on top of ip directly hey i my host is just a single machine with a single app you create a special a special protocol that is just a delivering if i deliver something to this host and it's not just any operations it's just a whole custom thing right and i just want it to be delivered and it's okay if it's out of order because i want just the gist of it i want certain information about this just deliver it make it as as tiny as possible and just deliver that now udp which is this uh, connectionless thing is usually does most of the job it does the job really well but what if you can build something even better and can you even build it i don't know just it's good to think about all these things all right guys that was a quick video to to appreciate the tcp ip protocol i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye